With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome and thank you for joining me. Uh, today is uh, May the 3rd of uh, 2016. And I'm thankful for this opportunity to uh, be with you once again. You know, I have a desire to share the Word of God with you. And uh, I haven't been doing a very good job of doing that. I've been procrastinating, you know, always putting things off. Uh, I think about it and I go, oh, it's too late or I'm too tired or I'm too this or I'm too that. And recently here, I've just had a, an awakening with inside. I really do want to share the Word of God with you. And with all those that are willing to s take time and listen uh, to the program. Now, uh, I'm going to uh, start, uh, stop procrastinating, and I'm going to start doing a feature on Monday, uh, Wednesday, and Friday. Uh, time yet is um, undetermined, but I will be posting uh uh, something on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So uh, today is Wednesday, uh, so this will be May the 4th when you hear this. Uh, it is recorded today, May the 3rd. But um, I just hope and pray that um, you will join me on this quest to seek God in your life. And uh, what I'm going to be doing is I picked up this book called uh, What is Your Destiny? And it's really been fascinating. And I've read it several times, and I'm going to share it with you. So uh, with that said, I'm going to just give you a short introduction. And then um, uh, Friday is when I will start um, this uh, What is Your Destiny for sure. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this day. I'm, I just thank you for, for your blessings, dear Lord. You know, for awakening me this morning, for allowing me to uh, go through my work day, uh, the travel that was done safely, and uh, also the job, you know, it was done and it wasn't very hectic and, and uh, everything that needed to be done was accomplished. And I just thank you, dear Lord, for, for, for just looking over me, for looking after me, and, you know, even when... A mistake was made, you know, you helped me find it and correct it before it caused any major problems. And it was just just you looking after me, taking care of me, and I just thank you. I just thank you. And Lord, I just pray that those that uh, listen to this program will want to turn in their friends, you know, and say, hey, you need to you know, need to check this out, dear Lord. I mean, you know, I just hope and pray that seeds can be planted from these words. And I just thank you. I just thank you in your son Jesus' name. Amen. So, without further ado, I'll get started here. The question of the ages. What is your destiny? Why do you exist? 
Is there a reason, a purpose for human life? These questions have baffled the greatest thinkers and philosophers down through the ages. We ponder the meaning of life. A child naturally wonders, where did I come from? As adults, we ask, especially in our twilight years, is this physical life all there is? Does my life have a purpose? Think about your own existence. Can you see a purpose for your own life with its up and downs and its mixture of joys and sorrows? Do you sense lasting value in its toil, challenges, and uncertainties? Just why were you born? I hope to explore this. This is one of the life's greatest mysteries. Now, man's place in creation. You know, 3,000 years ago, King David considered the apparent insignificance of human beings when compared to the vastness of the night sky. As a shepherd, he had spent many nights outdoors gazing at the star-studded expanse overhead. And notice the thoughts he recorded in Psalms 8, verse 3 and 4. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have ordained, what is man that you are mindful of him, and the son of man that you visit him? You know, David wondered why, considering the magnificent and vast universe, God is so concerned with human beings and their future. He realized that within the larger scope of the vast heavens, we can appear to be insignificant. Yet he perceived that in the plan of the great creator God, no part of God's physical creation even becomes, begins to compare with the purpose for human beings. Understanding that only God can reveal his purpose for creating us, David continued his reflection of the destiny of man. For you have made him a little lower than the angels, and you have crowned him with glory and honor. You have made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, even the beast of the field, the birds of the air, and the fish of the sea that pass through the paths of the sea. And that's verses 5 and 8. David was reflecting on the dominion God gave mankind at creation, using some of the same language as Genesis 1.26. Here God said, Let us make man in our own image, according to our likeness. Let them have a dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So man was made in God's image to rule over his creation. David realized that God has already granted people the capacity to manage a significant part of his creation, our planet and its wonders. But he knew that David's words in Psalms 8 are quoted in Hebrews 2, 6, 8 with an explanatory comment at the end. But there is a place where someone has testified, what is man that you are mindful of him, the son of man that you care for him? You made him a little lower than the angels 
You crowned him with glory and honor and put everything under his feet. And putting everything under his under him, God left nothing that is not subject to him. Yet at present we do not see everything subject to him. Everything here is translated from uh, the Greek to puntae, uh, P-U-N-T-A, meaning the all, essentially the universe. This is what God has determined to be in subjection to man, but is clarified here, not yet. Indeed, as he gazed at the celestial grandeur overhead, David may well have recalled God's amazing proclamation given through Moses that the sun, the moon, and the stars, all the host of heaven, the Lord your God has given to all the people under the whole heaven as a heritage. And you'll find that in Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 19. This is astounding, astounding to contemplate. These verse reveals that man was created to share dominion with God over the entire created universe. Yet there is only one aspect of an even greater reality. This is beyond your wildest dreams. Why does it mean to say that God made mankind a little lower than the angels? As David looked at the vast expanse above him, was he really saying that man was only a little lower than immortal spirit beings? Immortal material creatures, we are far, far below what spiritual reveals about the power and the glory of beings in the heavenly realm. Instead of a little lower, perhaps a better rendering is the New American Standard Bible translation of Hebrews 2.7. You have made him for a little while lower than the angels. This seems likely considering the vast gift between us, the vast gulf, excuse me, but the vast gulf between us and the heavenly realm. And the implication is stunning. For if we are only temporary at a lower level of existence than the angels, then what does that say of our future? Consider again what God said in Genesis 1.26. Let us make man in our own image according to our own likeness. Let them have dominion in all of God's physical creation. He made only man in the image and likeness of himself. He gave only man dominion or rule over creation. Mankind is unique within the creation of God, and God has planned for us an unfathomable destiny. The Apostle Paul said of God's marvelous plan, this message was kept secret for centuries and generations past, but now it has been revealed to his own holy people. And you can find that in Colossians 1.26. And compare it with 1 Corinthians 2.7 or Ephesians 3.9. Throughout the ages, the overwhelming majority of people have failed to grasp the amazing future God has in store for those 
who develop a proper relationship with him. As the Apostle Paul put it, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. And you'll find that in 1 Corinthians 2.9. So, this is where I'm going to end. But um, we're going to pick this up again on Friday and go a little further. You know, you have to realize that uh, there's something going on. And if you're not a part of it, then you're lost. You're either living or you're dead. You know, <laughs> it's kind of a harsh thing to say. But in truth, you know, when somebody asks me, you know, what is truth? Truth is what you feel. Truth is what you know. You know, you hear my voice, so in truth you're hearing something. You're hearing words coming, but how do you hear it? Do you know? No, you know the truth. You're hearing, and you can explain it through all the vibrations and the, the canals in the ear and so on and so forth. And it is true. You are hearing a voice. And it is true. There is a God. There is a creator. You cannot tell me anything different because I know in my heart the truth is he loves us. He loves you. He loves me. He loves each and every one of us. And he really, really wants us all to come in contact with him. He wants us to know who he is. And that's the joy of finding out who he is. Because once you find out who he is, you just fall in love with him. Oh, he's a father. He's our heavenly father. You know, if you had the opportunity, and I pray that you did, that you had a loving and caring father, imagine him being great or greater than what he was or is our heavenly father is absolutely stupendous and I love him and I hope that by going through this with me you'll want to find more out about him or you'll love him more if you know him well, I'm going to try and keep this kind of short. I don't know how this is going to work, but we are going to plow on and we're going to do this. So on Friday, you will receive some more of what is your destiny. Heavenly Father, thank you. Bless the ears that have heard these words. And just bless us, dear Lord, with your love, your patience, your understanding, and your kindness. Thank you for your Son, Jesus Christ. Thank you for all that you do. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Okay. Let's talk to you later. Have a blessed day. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.